Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. And welcome to the Get Geek Podcast. I am your host, Gabe, and I'm joined by Walt, AJ, and Jose. Say what's up. Goodbye. What's up? Still saying goodbye. Hello. I will always say goodbye. <laughs> so, guys, how have you guys been? How's, how's, how's your week been? We got some uh, interesting stuff happening this week in the uh, gaming world and streaming world. Uh, not Absolutely. bad. Not bad. I've been playing a couple of and and getting into a couple of classic games. I'm playing the updated versions, uh, Deus Ex and stuff like that. Obviously, oh, nice. watching some of the shows we're going to talk about today. The yeah. weather's been nice, right? So we've nice. appreciated that. I've been playing the crap out of Elden Ring because yeah. uh, I have nothing better to do. Oh, that's I'm right. Rehabbing. Although I I did start work sort of, <laughs> but uh. Um, I'm working from home, so it offers some opportunity on my downtime to play Elden Ring. I'm okay. at level one thirteen. Nice. So, I've, I've that sounds done... like uh, plenty of opportunity to play Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> I've been grinding the crap out of it. Oh wait, you have it? So on it's, a, PS4, it's a very good right? game. You have it on PS4. I have it on both. I have it on PS4 and on Xbox. So, are you been, have you been yeah. grinding on PS4? Because I've seen you online there. A yes, bit lately. Yeah, yeah. Okay. P- PS4 is is where I do my grinding, and Eli does his grinding. Andre does his grinding on Xbox. Yeah, and he's I think close to the same level, right? Yes. Yeah. So some of those bosses are interesting. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> This is oh. this is the rare conversation where we're talking about AJ and Eli being close to you in level in a game. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that never happens, and that's just because I have the opportunity to play. So, yeah. you know, so they, they don't go. even know. They don't even know. <laughs> that's right. They don't even know. OG gamer over here. Skills. Skills well, I've actually skills, i've man. gotten i've gotten closer than I ever have in uh, the the you know Halo Infinite campaign. Um, oh, wow. I I was able to get to the start screen, and I was just about to hit start before I realized I'm really tired. I'm just gonna go to wow. sleep. <laughs> you still wow. But I saw, but I saw the loading screen. I saw like the screen. It's kind of cool. Like as soon as you go to oh the campaign, God. Master Chief turns around and he looks at the horizon. He looks at the Halo. Did he take off I his mask? Like... <laughs> Did he take why? off his mask? Why? Why are you ruining <laughs> this? Don't ruin the game for me too. <laughs> But no, he kind of like he 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 gives he gives you the 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 look the same look that I give the game where you turn around, I look at my computer, I look at my Xbox, I look at my whole setup, and I say, "Nah, going back to bed." (laughs) (laughs) That's not often the the opposite of what Master Chief does. He's always grinding and heading towards the goal. So you're like, you know, I'm doing the opposite of Master Chief today. Yeah, Yeah. so off the helmet every once in a while. So, Stop. Uh, wait, AJ, what have you been? Have you been gaming too? <laughs> Imagine yourself only using little blue stars to fight your enemies. Oh. Only now you can use three huge meteors, a huge freaking sword, and a more powerful little star. He's talking Elden Ring, yeah. people. 
All right. My I really have, have tripled since the last time. Blue stars. Are you a mage magic user or something along those lines? Oh, yeah. Oh. It's funny because uh, I started out as a samurai and my whole thing was melee, but I've transitioned to a mage type quality also, which I love the flexibility of Elden Ring that allows you to do that. You know, I guess that kind of means like so. that magic is too useful a skill to not utilize in this game. It sounds like it is, especially with the range. You know, sometimes you need range on some of these bosses because these bosses are hella tough, you know, um, and so melee sometimes is not the best way to go about beating a boss um and so you know i learned that pretty early on and started transitioning away from melee into a little bit more sorcery range type of thing so you guys definitely need to try it though Um, yeah i mean if it, it, it there's so much elden ring talk that uh I gotta, I gotta check it out. Maybe at uh, some point, just in 2027 or 28. just don't rage quit because because that, especially at the very beginning, you may want to feel like rage quitting. But Probably. the beauty of of Elden Ring is that it actually allows you to circumvent the bosses and you can kind of level up before you actually mm. tackle them, which is kind of the strategy mm. I used. You know, I kind of did everything else except the bosses until i was confident enough to say okay i my character is now strong enough i could take out this guy did that grind did that grind it's awesome yeah exactly so yeah it's a fun game from what i've played so far but i'm only like huge like level 13 or 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 15 or something like that yeah it's huge though well we do have a lot of newsworthy stuff happening this week outside of elden ring um so let's get to it man um we've got we've got uh the Sony announcement and Xbox's rebuttal. We have um, Moon Knight just debuted, not to be confused with Moonlight, <laughs> which I unfortunately made before we got on. Mm-mm. And then we that have the slip uh, of the tongue, though. <laughs> and then we have the second episode of uh, the Halo TV series. So let's go ahead and get started with um, with 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 the Sony announcement. It seems like it really seems to me that Sony does what Sony usually does, which is like, hey, let's 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 kind of, you know, give you guys something, but let's complicate it a little bit before we do, you know. And I think that we are all in agreement that the uh, pricing structure to this, their their Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass response is a little convoluted, to say the least. Yeah, very much so. Very much convoluted. And the pricing is arguably maybe not worth it for some of the tiers. But even the, the way that they named it is a little bit odd, right? Because we didn't, we, it took a while to, for me to kind of figure out like, was it PlayStation Plus? Plus, is it PlayStation Plush. Now? Plush. PlayStation from Plush. <laughs> Excuse me. Is it PlayStation Plus? Um, so there's three tiers, right? That we all were trying to figure out exactly what they are. They have PlayStation Plus Essential, uh, which is like like you said earlier, Walt. It's essentially just PlayStation Plus. You get the two monthly downloadable mm-hmm. games, the uh, the exclusive discounts, the cloud storage, all that stuff. The same thing online that you before online yeah. online playing gaming. Yeah, yeah, the ability to play online, which is you you need it to play any online games on on PlayStation. That just before we go on, I just wanted to say that was the one thing that I hated about the previous uh, plans that they had because PlayStation Plus gave you the two free games and gave you online access. 
but then PlayStation Now gave you the ability to kind of get at some of the free games, like kind of like um, Game Pass Ultimate does. They have a library, mm-hmm. but never gave you the opportunity to play online. And so yeah. it was it was one of these things where it's like, do I want to play games or do I want access to online? And that to me always drove me nuts, you know, because that was probably the stupidest thing that Sony could have done, you know, restricting online gaming to one of the two, you know? Right. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, it's 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 a, not a good strategy. Sony's strategy this generation, it's like arguably every other generation, right? They have, like, they kind of uh, switch off on who has the more terrible strategy, Microsoft and Sony, and it seems like Sony is, is, is making mistakes and, and Microsoft is doing great with Game Pass. But... So to give a little bit of details on this, PlayStation Plus Essential, which is, again, the, the basic PlayStation Plus is, is I keep saying PlayStation Plush. I can't, I can't shake that. Um, sorry about that. You, in the U.S. <laughs> plush. Yeah, great album. Great, great song. Great, great song. Um, so it's $10 monthly in the U.S., $24.99 quarterly, and $59.99 yearly, which I think is the same pricing structure that it was already. Uh, you have the PlayStation plus extra tier which is going to provide all the benefits from the previous tier and you get a catalog of around 400 uh of the ps4 and ps5 games um hits from third-party studios and they're downloadable and that's 14.99 a month uh 39.99 quarterly or 99.99 yearly like notably it's the same price as game pass every month but they do provide a, a nice little discount if you get the quarterly and yearly um, uh, t- plans for this. Um, mm-hmm. Notably, though, one thing that we'll we'll talk about probably is they're not going to have game uh, day one releases like Game Pass does with a lot of their great first party games. Uh, and then there's the final tier, which is PlayStation Plus premium and that provides the the benefits of the previous two tiers and that gives you the backwards compatibility that everybody's really excited about that's about 340 games from playstation 3 playstation 2 uh, playstation and psp and it also includes some time limited game trials so that might be like your kind of day one um game semi equivalent and the price for that a month is more it's 17.99 uh, it's forty nine ninety nine quarterly and one hundred and twenty dollars, one hundred nineteen ninety nine yearly. Which again, there's a, a nice discount there um, on the the yearly and quarterly plans compared to Game Pass. So that's how they're trying to get people in. You know what really sucks about that though is that it seems like I guess the third tier, the ultimate, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is the only way to really play like backwards compatible games on the PS five. Mm-hmm. You know whether it's retro or not. Whereas with the Xbox, you just pop the disc in, and if it's if it's compatible, it'll play. If it's not, it's not. Mm-hmm. But usually, the compatibility is going to be based on updates because certain games may not be compatible now, but they'll you know eventually you know they update the backwards compatibility compatibility. <laughs> We're all stumbling. List. We're, having We're having a problem with words today, aren't we? With just a, with just a simple update, I'm perfectly you know? fine. Words is You're hard. perfectly ba- barely speaking. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get you in on this in a moment. Well, I'm I'm gonna jump in right now because I think um one of the things also and and Jose, you can kind of confirm this or not. I believe that second tier, the games that you get are only downloadable, whereas when you jump onto the third tier, you can stream them. 
instead of downloading. I believe that to be correct. It makes the distinction in this article from the PlayStation website, the blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes that distinction for the uh, for the previous generation tiers. Mm-hmm. But you're, I would say that you're you're likely correct. I would have to look yeah. at that here. And, and again, oh I, yeah, yeah. You know, customers can stream games using PS4 and PS5 consoles and PC as well. So it gives you that mm-hmm. option. Something again akin to what Game Pass does. Yeah, and and see, so you know, there, there's a there's a lot of things that um, can be left, you know, that that was left on the table here because again. You don't have the availability as for as Game Pass has with these first day games, right? That you can play them, you know, right on right on the platform. Maybe a trial. They take that away from you. Yeah. Um, they take away the ability to stream, you know, cloud games. And one thing that I think hasn't been talked about with Game Pass Ultimate enough is the fact that you can have a legacy console and still play Xbox Series X games via the cloud system yeah you know which is huge because one of the things that kind of you know i've started playing microsoft flight simulator which is something that i wouldn't be able to do because i have an xbox one Mm -hmm. but because game pass ultimate has that capability there's no rush for me to go get a series x to be honest because i can play those games on there right now and that's something that playstation is not offering you know so again PlayStation takes a couple of steps forward, but they don't go all the way. Uh, I I still think that if you're talking about value, Game Pass Ultimate still has it way over the Sony offering. Yeah, 100%. And you can, again, I have to bring it back to the generation, this generation's strategy, because, uh, you know, I was looking a little bit into the backwards compatibility, like Wolfie was talking about. And a lot of it is, it's definitely possible via just updates, but also Microsoft chose to put in hardware in the Series X that would allow for more ease and backwards compatibility. Right. And PlayStation chose not to go that route with the PlayStation 5. So again, this was a willful decision where they're like, eh, we could give that to you, but nah, we're not gonna. Like, we'll give it to you through, I guess, through selling their service, which, okay, that's great and all, but you shouldn't have to do that, like both of you have said. PlayStation always be slacking. Not always. It's been good some generations. Slacking. Their their games are good. Their their hardware is good. I think it's just their strategy, their strategy. Is, is is somewhere you know it, you can't understand it you know because you know to have one slacking. one thing that everybody has we're already into what how many generations this is like this we're we're headed toward. The sixth console of PlayStation sometime soon. Or six right? or seven. Yeah. And you still don't understand that people like to play old games. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean <laughs> at what point are you going to wake up and, and smell the, the microchips? You know what I mean? You know, I think that what it is that Sony counts, possibly counts on, <clears throat> they, they either count on people being game collectors and everyone having still all their consoles and all the all their games <clears throat> and they look at it as like well why don't you just use the old the old consoles and stuff um which would be cool except that look at what xbox is doing is that you put in a 360 game in the series x and it's the graphics and everything are just ever so slightly maybe but mm-hmm. sharper and it runs better and loads faster you know like 
it improves the older games because of it. It's such and a... I, I just don't understand like how Sony, who's been in the business of gaming longer than Xbox, than Microsoft, really? Yeah. The console gaming. Let's say console gaming. They've been mm-hmm. in the business of console gaming much longer than Microsoft, and they, they can't fulfill this one simple thing like, I still want to play all my games on the latest gen stuff. What are you doing? It's it's such an Slacking. odd strategy That's what... when they don't when they don't encourage uh when they don't encourage like um GameStop and stores like that to sell those old consoles. Yeah. And and, and just look at just look <clears throat> at the strategy with this new console generation because with Microsoft um you can buy one game and play them on both consoles, right? But with Sony, especially at the beginning, what were they doing? Well, we have a PS4 version, but if you want to play the PS5 version, you can buy that too. You know, it, it was not one yeah, of these things. Yeah, that's super so, annoying. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just kind of shows you where the two companies are in terms of, you know, fans and, and things like that. You know, um, Microsoft is being very progressive in the things that they do. Sony is kind of still stuck somewhere in the 90s or, or something like that because they just they're not getting it. You know, it it can also be a culture thing because I think that Sony has always kind of had this culture of being technologically different. Mm -hmm. You know, when it came to like, you know, portable music, they wanted to have their own proprietary format, you know, in the mini discs. And, uh, you know, the, uh, um, you know, even with the PSP, you know, having like their own proprietary, you know, type of game chip instead of using like SD SD cards and stuff. Mm -hmm. No, and and even with the PS3, using a, a, a system that no one in 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 computing uses, um, which ended up causing so many issues in development for it. Um, you know, it's just it seems like they're like, well, we just want to be different. You know, we have the money to create this technology to be different. So, yeah, but sometimes that doesn't work, you know, especially now, when you <clears throat> when you're looking at what Microsoft is doing. Microsoft well, is really killing it. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about Microsoft and their response. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. AJ, barely hearing from you. What do you think of Microsoft's response? Can you please remind me oh of Microsoft's God. response? Oh. <laughs> All right. So, um, he'll respond to your response. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna double down and make Jose respond. What's up? Re- rebut to the rebuttal. Oh rebut to the rebuttal. <laughs> Okay, the rocket. I launch. call this. I call this the rocket launcher. Yeah. Microsoft went for the rocket launcher. They were. They were. They were. You know. They were camping they were in the corner waiting, with the rocket right? launcher. They were just waiting. They knew that Sony had like something up their sleeve, and they were like, "All right, let's go ahead and rain on their parade." <laughs> so disrespectful. They were like prone in the corner, like so messed up, bro. Wow. <laughs> Sony needs to play Halo more. <laughs> so anyway, Jose. Hit us with the response. The response. The response is that Microsoft did something or is going to do something. I guess it's reportedly, but we we have been wanting this for a while. I've been wanting this for a while, I mean, especially because the game. It's pretty dang huge. To yeah. Be honest with you. I game with my fiance, and sometimes we want to play games at the same time or play against each other. And since we you share the same game pl- pass, game pass, here we go again, game pass plan. We can't do that, but we will have that option in the near future because Microsoft announced that they're going to do a family plan. Finally, with Game Pass, pricing has not been revealed. None of that has been revealed, but all they have said is that it will be cheaper than getting individual subscriptions. So I'm already in. Like, I can't wait. 
Yeah, we we had we had to kind of noodle that in the household here because I'm the only one I'm the only one that has um access to online gaming, right? Yeah. And so, you know, there are times that AJ who who's playing Xbox, he's, he wants to play and he's using my account, but then I jump in and I can't do it because of, you know, whatever. So, we actually had to finagle a way where we had there's a way to do it where you can have two Xboxes in the same household using the same account at the same time, but it's it's really really weird and convoluted the way the way they do it. So, but we finally did it. But this, you know, family plan makes it so much easier because now you know I don't have to make his Xbox the home console. You know, I I can leave it in the living room and then you know he can get access to whatever I, I'm getting over there and. It just makes it a lot easier. A lot of people aren't going to do all the things that I did to try and get it working in our household. Hallelujah. I do. I do have a question though. With this, uh, and I'm assuming that like that, that that it is, but let's say I gift you guys one of you guys my Xbox One, you know, but we're both on we're on the same family plan. Will 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 that be valid? Like, does it does it recognize different IPs? No. I think Dude, this is awesome. I think this I is think freaking what awesome. Said, and and I'm trying to remember, but I believe it doesn't have to be limited to the household. No. Mm. So like I let's say AJ moves out, you know, but he's on my family plan. It's kind of like almost think of it kind of like a cell plan, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. On, that's he's that's how my, I figured it would be. Yeah. yeah. That's that's exactly how I believe it it's going to be based on what I read. Yeah. Um we don't have to be in the same household literally like location wise like he could be in a different area i could be in a different area but he still has the opportunity to use all the benefits despite the fact that he's living someplace yeah. else game pass works that way kind of already because i do share my game pass info with a couple of people so they can try some of my games but mm-hmm. like you know it just uh, only allows one person to play at a time that's yeah that's the, yeah yeah what they do. now here's now here's where i start going kind of like <clears throat> sorry inception style so all Dream the streaming services, all the streaming services, they're kind of moving towards a they're moving away from family plans where now you have to pay extra in order to have multiple accounts on there. Right. Netflix uh, kind of, you know, pi- like not pioneering, but they're 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 the first ones to really, you know, start doing it. And I, I believe like all the other family, all the other streaming services are probably going to do that. If we're on a family plan and I have the account attached to my family plan, does that then mean that I have Netflix on all the other, you know, Xboxes as well? For the uh, one for the one Netflix subscription? I, I think it's still gonna follow um the Netflix rules. I don't think Game Pass overrides that. So so Netflix will still be looking at IP addresses and, and trying to figure out where you're streaming from. Mm. Um, so unless you have a VPN that that changes that, but I don't even know how well VPNs work with with Netflix. I think Netflix rules still apply, um, you know, based on right. Based but you know, that, like you know, you know, so but but that's what I'm saying though. I don't I don't know if that's a hundred percent accurate, right? Because if I have my account and um, you know, on my Xbox at home, but then I leave and I have my laptop and I want to watch Netflix at a coffee shop, I still have different IP addresses just the login like i wonder how they're going to actually 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they're going to enforce it yeah. either because you make a valid point. A lot of the time, like, for example, you know, in May, we're all going to North Carolina, right? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we're probably going to have at least a couple of days where we're, we're doing some Netflix watching or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, as a matter of fact, Obi-Wan comes out on that weekend that we're going, you know? Um, so, yeah, that, that does provide an interesting, you know, thing. Yeah. It may be one of these things where it's like, um, okay, we're seeing this IP address the one time. I think it's going to be more the recurring ones. You know that they're going to really double down on. Hmm. So, like for example, if my parents are using it and they use it like once, you know, every day, they'll be like, "Oh, this is more the the norm, right? Yeah. Where there's there's a different there's a different user using it every day, as opposed to the one off when you know, like, hey, you're traveling and stuff like that. So, I think that's where Netflix is probably going to end up going because other than that. It's untenable because, like you said, for the people that travel, how the heck are you going to watch Netflix, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that's going to warrant a little bit more research. Um, um, I was going to yeah, say, like, uh, I think it it's probably kind of what Walt was saying, like, you know, how um, – but in, in practice, you know, how apps sometimes will say, like, hey, you're in a different area right now. Do you want, like, limited – like, like uh, a limited time to, like, use this service, like a cable – a cable um, – cable mm-hmm. service app right to, that allows you to stream we'll say like okay you're in north carolina wherever you are do you want to use this now for like 10 days or something like that in this particular ip it'll probably be more stringent than that though it'll be like okay by household it'll be like do you want to use it at this ip for a few days and that's how they'll avoid having too many people do that because you'll have to swap ips and then the right. household that you live in won't be able to use it so maybe something yeah. like that in practice yeah something like that um just before we get off this topic real quick, um, I just did want to say, you know, speaking about Obi-Wan, um, they did make a change on how Obi-Wan is coming out. Um, I know that it was supposed to drop the weekend that we're going to North Carolina. It was supposed to only be one episode, but um, Ewan McGregor got onto social media to announce that not only are they going to be moving the release date up by a day, but they were going to be dropping two episodes that weekend to kind of give you a, a good sense of what Obi-Wan was going to be. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting, um, what Disney was doing, trying to hype up the Obi-Wan uh, series. Nice. I'm Can't still wait. afraid. Yeah. So next topic, Moon Knight. Yeah, good segue, now, right? Now, I personally have not actually seen the episode. I, oh. uh, but... Um, Feel free to go spoilers, the whole nine. It's all good. I'm going to check it out myself. Um, I feel like I'm kind of moving more into the vault mindset of not caring about spoilers that much anymore because I have too busy of a life to yeah to kind of make time for that. Exactly. Um, Who wants to go first? Whether it's spoilery or not, I was just going to say real quick, whether it's a spoiler or not, I guess depends on how much you know about the character of Moon Knight because like, I feel like the first episode, if you already know who Moon Knight is, it's just like, hey, this is Moon Knight. It's not super mm-hmm. spoilery, right? I don't know what what y'all think. Who wants to? I guess go first though. Like like Wolfie said, I guess opinion wise or whatever. Uh, I'll I'll just give my general opinion. I I thought that episode was super fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I was I there were points where I was just kind of like, you know, cracking up and stuff because the way that um, Oscar Isaac plays the character is so unique and so different from 
what I I kind of envision Moon Knight to be in a sense. And I know Moon Knight is a psychotic, crazy character, but I wasn't expecting the depiction that Isaac was giving it to the, you know, to this kid, to this uh, character and stuff yeah, like that. So, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, but sorry, it was it was super interesting. I I did love the maybe quote unquote reference to Doctor Doom in the episode. Um, what was that? I missed that. So it's been on the internet for quite a bit, but you know the 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 little village that um, oh yeah, where that the villain is that Arthur yeah, Harrow. If, if you look at it really really carefully and and they've done side by side shots of, of this that's Alveria. i guess how yeah. did how did they establish that though like no no they haven't because that's and that's Al- why i, I said that's the alps in real life right right and that's why i say in in air quotes the the reference to dr doom because it can be and or it could be a, a very similar coincidence but you know marvel students they don't do coincidences right yeah. everything that they do is very specific and so latveria is you know they have that little alp village in the mountains nestled in that valley and up top you see the the castle which is dr doom's lair mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. exact same thing in moon knight so you know there was that little thing i guess it, it um, depends on whether that's where arthur harrow uh, ethan hawk's character is or if that's mm-hmm. like you, you said like a, a reference to some future appearance by yeah dr. Doom. you know we won't know until we know so mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was that was kind of cool, um, and I I don't know about you guys, but did you get like a kind of venom feel when uh, he was sure. having those little mm, episodes? With, no, not me. With at Mark, least. <laughs> no. I think so a little bit. Uh, not not with Mark, but more with um. Darn, I I don't know a ton about Conchu. Is it Conchu? Yeah. Yeah. What, F. Murray. Wait, Abraham, yeah. I'm sorry. Kind of yes, you're navigating right. or nar- narrating, right? Yeah, I, I take that back. Not not Mark, but conscious. The spirit that inhabits Moon Knight, the Egyptian spirit that gives him his powers, right? Is is yeah. is kind kind of I think has that kind of dialogue. You don't think so, AJ? You didn't get that vibe. Well, uh, maybe a little bit. Like <laughs> I like how they refer to like the the decent normal side of Mark. That other personality is the idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's I, oh no, the idiot has the reins again. Crap. <laughs> that's where I got that vibe. Totally right. That's why exactly. I, I think where, where Walt and I got that vibe that it was a little bit venomy, but it wasn't as comedic and over the top. And no, um, I agree with you, Walt. I love how Oscar Isaac depicted this character. Um, I mean, according to what I I found out about the character, it's a little different in that he his alter ego as Stephen Grant is like a, a rich playboy, but mm-hmm. they, they wanted to avoid the the Batman comparisons because that's always been a, a part of Moon Knight as a character, apparently. Right. Again, I don't know a ton about yeah. Moon Knight, but they wanted to avoid those comparisons. That's why they made him the gift, the gift shopist, as he said, <laughs> when he was in that, in that crazy moment uh, with the cult. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah. the, the car chase was, incredibly awesome <laughs> and incredibly inventive the way they they did it mm-hmm. so I, I was gonna say like uh for me and i would love to hear what y'all's take is on this because 
what I what I've been thinking about, what I've been enjoying in terms of the Marvel TV shows more so lately is like the weird genre stuff. I think that's something that 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 Marvel is hugely going to have to expand into in the near future in order to keep this thing viable. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have to make less superhero e movies and make more like weird like detective tales and like like noir stories and like I don't know, like just all kinds of strange genres in order to, to make this work. And this kind of fits that bill. Loki was kind of like that. Like it's not just like a, a, a rock'em sock'em punch up like Marvel type movie. Uh, it's and and what I what I where I'm going with this, so I don't rant too far with it, is like I love the action scenes, like y'all said, how they kind of didn't show the action scenes, but it was that much cooler because of how they shot it and how they frame the character in those mm-hmm. moments. You know, he kind of uh, he, he goes to his dissociative, his other dissociative identity in those moments and like stops be, being Steven and changes into Mark, quote unquote, and Moon Knight or probably Mark, I guess. Um, but yeah, it, it's just really cool how they didn't show you a lot of stuff and how interesting that was in in this show. Well, I, I think that's the beauty of doing long form with, with these properties. Um, that's something that you can't really do with a movie because you're kind of limited to that two hour or actually now it's more three hour space. You know, um, mm-hmm. you can get into those weird little nuances with characters on, on long form media as, you know, these series have because you have more time with the character, you know, and I, and I think um with a lot of the characters that they've been putting on screen, it benefits them. Yeah, a hundred percent. What did y'all think about the acting in this? Because I think Ethan Hawke came out and said something along the lines of Oscar Isaac, like really put it like, I guess it was a bit of an, of a backhanded insult to the rest of the MCU actors. But he was like, you know, these actors usually come in in these films and they kind of phone it in, not Oscar Isaac, he brought everything to this role and Ethan Hawke clearly like had some really, really cool acting influences. He said he uh, he used David Koresh, the real life cult leader, oh as an influence. Um, but I think he's really cool and really creepy in this show and might be one of the yes. better Marvel villains so far. What did you all think of that? Aside from the weird oh. CGI on his on his forearm. Yeah, like um I I think his character is cool so far. I um I mean, I still need to see more, I guess, but yeah. he's pretty intriguing cuz he's not like and I kind of saw that other post he he uh put online where it's like, "Ah, I'm not just doing a cackling villain. I have an actual reason why I'm doing stuff, all this and that." And you kind of get that sense because He's not trying to destroy the world, but you can tell he's damaging the world for some greater purpose. It's like a weird... It's very culty. Yeah, a weird villainy thing. So his universe is kind of limited right now to that village, I guess, if you want to, you know, maybe he's looking to expand, but we don't really know yet. Yeah, we've only gotten a a quick taste of the character and what he can do and what what he is. But there's still a lot of mystery surrounding where this where this story is going. Well, I was going to say it's probably not limited to that village, because if you if you remember in that moment when he when that um, when he, he chased him all the way to London 
mm-hmm. uh, Arthur Harrow chased Oscar Isaac, Mark, all the way to London, or uh, Stephen, all the way to London. The security guard at yeah. the museum pulled his forearm or pulled uh, his, his sleeve up and had the same symbol that uh, the scales that are on uh, Arthur Harrow's yeah. arm. So, a bunch of right, other people, too. You know, a bunch of other people as well. So it does expand beyond that. For, for sure i wonder i wonder if um that was a, an embedding of of you know agents because he's searching for something you know very very specific um which is which clearly he is so what better place to find an artifact or anything but but a museum right yeah i so i also kind of got the sense too and kind of like with seeing if we could uh you know if we could um, figure out what the villain's plot is in this case, it it almost seems like he might be draining some life force from people as well. I'm not sure if it's all necessarily in the name of Amit, the Egyptian god that he claims to serve. I wonder what that's all about, although you do get the sense that he's he's very much a real zealot too. In the first scene, he puts glass in his freaking slippers and he walks oh, around like that all god, day. So. Man hurt to watch yeah yeah he's such a wild character so far i think and i'm I'm just interested to see like how ethan hawk is making him complex and like some of the you know like some of the better marvel or marvel villains that we've seen recently yeah yeah i mean you know one th- one thing that marvel is really good at is is offering complex villains um the only hope is I hope they don't kill him off like some of the some of the villains that they've they've done, especially early on. Um, but complexity in villains is something that Marvel kind of excels at. You know, usually their motivations aren't just black and white. You know, um, there is there is a level of nuance to some of the things that they do. I mean, the greatest one with the greatest example is Thanos, right? Thanos uh, as as crazy and as mad a titan as he was you know you can make the case that there there was something right about what he was doing the same thing with killmonger right killmonger is another excellent example of complexity with marvel villains so you know i i fully expect that you know um ethan hawk's character arthur harrow right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I fully expect to see that kind of complexity with with his character as well, because you know what Marvel's been doing and have been doing it well for so long. Well, there's one question that actually kind of remains a little bit. <clears throat> the same question that I, I feel like it's almost kind of a reoccurring theme or a reoccurring question um, among us. And that is uh, how excited actually are you guys after watching the first episode? Right. Like we kind of have like this sort of question. You know, because I think that Marvel does a really good job of of getting us excited for the show and for the release. Mm-hmm. Now it's a man. I th- it's almost like it's a given whether you're going to be well, excited or not. I'll give you my quick take. I was disappointed because we didn't have a second episode to watch. There you go. That's that's uh, one. That's it, one way to 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 it, describe your excitement. Yeah, yeah, it was one of these things where it ended and it was like, oh, we've got to wait another week. Mm-hmm. You know. So that to me is is kind of a tell on, you know, how invested I am in the story already. Nice. You know, so I I literally was like, oh, this sucks. We got the countdown begins, right? I mean, what what about you guys? I think that there is a lot of work to be done 
uh, faults in the episode. There are just too many. And No, what do you think I was going to say? <laughs> it's great. Oh, my God. I was like, wait, what, what, what's You actually had here? me going there yeah, for you, a had, you had me going real good. I was like, what, what's going on here? I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Did we watch the same show? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really, really, really good so far. I kind of talked about it for a bit. I really, really enjoy Oscar Isaac in the role. I really, really enjoy Ethan Hawke as the counterpart on the other side. And I'm excited to see their conflict or whatever the conflict ends up being. And that's kind of the cool part, too. Like, to both of your points, it's like, we don't necessarily know where this is going to go right now, right? Like, who the villain is. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe not who 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 the villain is, but like what this is going to do to tie into the MCU. And I'm excited to see like the second episode and see what's next. And um, they're teasing some big twists as they always do in these shows, but I can see this show doing something cool and clever in terms of twists in the next few episodes in tying it all in and, and just giving us cool character, a cool character again with a sort of a B or C level, like Marvel comics character, which is so great that the MCU does that. Mephisto is coming. Stop right now. Stop. Mephisto confirmed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Mephisto is going to be just every single hidden. Maybe that exactly. maybe that is what maybe that is what Mephisto is in the in the Marvel world. That's that's the villain that they're going to use just to kind of get us guessing in the wrong way and we'll never actually see Mephisto. <laughs> exactly. Until 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 the day that Kevin Feige like he he quits Marvel and he's like I was Mephisto all along. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm exciting. I'm I'm super excited for for this show. Um, and and you know somehow they're gonna have to kind of blend it in with the uh, the multitude of madness because that's coming real quick also. So the multiverse, multiverse. the wow. multiverse of madness. Yes, I'm sorry. Words yeah, see, no I work. had my word. Gaff we're, for today. We're not getting it there right today, but that's okay. Y'all know what we mean. You, know, you guys aren't getting it right. That's true. A- AJ has yeah. backed up his words uh, quite literally. Yep. All right. So that only leaves us to one last topic. Oh, boy. Episode two of Halo. Oh, boy. Um, I am very curious. We have not had any conversation after last week's episode, first of all. Second of all, it's been radio had, silence, we, right? It's been radio silence. Well, I mean, you can't really speak if you don't have your helmet on, but <laughs> the mic is in the helmet, isn't it? <laughs> no. Um, anyway, um, yeah, we haven't really spoken about it. We haven't really even chatted about uh, anything after the uh, second episode, so... I'm really curious to know what you guys thought. I'm pretty sure you guys already know what I thought. Okay. Was that AJ? Was that AJ Yeah, That was me. AJ, was, take it away. That was almost as uncomfortable a silence as the one after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. So, as you all know, I've been trying to keep a very open mind, an incredibly open mind when it comes to the show. Episode two really, really putting strain on that for me. (laughs) Because not only did, again, I get this is the new one and he's going to have his helmet off. But now he's not even wearing the suit. <laughs> and yeah. that 
Yeah. That's a little too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I get he's not fighting, but the whole point of Master Chief being who he is is he's comfortable in the suit. The suit is like a part of him. Look at Halo 2 when Johnson says, yo, wear something nice, something that's not strictly work attire. He shows up in the suit. Uh, I don't, I like, I, I'm still, this was a really tough pill to swallow, but I swallow it nonetheless. Oh, God. It was hard. It was very hard. Is this, is this why Eli didn't show up today? Cause he didn't want to, he didn't, he didn't want to, he didn't want to go off again. He has a massive amount of homework, but he did go off. (laughs) Yeah. Eli, Eli, you know, is, is very anti everything at this point. Um, but he he wasn't a fan of this particular episode or the series in general, um, and pretty much for the reasons that AJ kind of outlined there. What about you? See, I'm gonna be. The, I'm, I think I think I'm gonna be the outlier in this in this really? conversation because I I thought the second episode was better than the first, albeit a little bit slower. Really. Um, yeah, because you know what the, the way the way you guys envision this whole you know helmet and armor thing, I, I the the extreme part of me always thinks that oh you expect Master Chief to go to bed with the helmet and the armor, you know it it never comes off for any reason possible, you know and and again you know there's no I have a specific reason why he can't take it off, and I think especially with what happened in this episode um having the helmet off kind of enhanced you know the the complexity of the character because some of the conversations that you he had both with Soren and with Halsey um you wouldn't be able to see kind of what's going on with Master Chief you know if the helmet was on and you know um that's that's just my take on it you know I I like I kind of like what they're doing with Maki, the the human mm-hmm. in the covenant that's embedded with the covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find it fascinating, and I I look at it in the lens of this. This is not the video games. If you're expecting the video games, I think this episode was purposely done to tell you you're not getting that. <sighs> I mean, I. I know Wolfie wanted to say something, so I'm just going to say this very quickly. Yeah. Um, I'm not a purist either, right, with the with the Halo video games necessarily. I don't have the experience that Wolfie or AJ have. But, mm-hmm. like, you don't have to show these elements of the storyline yet where he takes his helmet off. You don't have to get to that yet. I mean, it's it would be great if they built to that. And I think maybe I'm wrong, but I think maybe, you know, AJ and Wolfie would accept it more if we got to a point where he became more comfortable with the helmet and the armor off, but in the second episode, it, it's been well, much. But I, I, I think w- what's happening here is that if you already started with him kind of trying to break away from the UNSC, um, part part of part of the identity that he has with the UNS the UNSC is the helmet, is the armor, and if you're trying to show that John is having you know this this emotional break. You know this this questioning of of what they're doing 
then I don't I don't see how other how the 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 helmet and the armor symbolizes the UNSC. It symbolizes a Spartan program. And what better way to say that he's having misgivings with the way that he was brought up, you know, the the Spartan program in general, than to have him kind of shed this off a little bit, you know, and and kind of say, you know what, Master Chief is more than just the helmet and the armor. You know, there's right. there's there's a character in there that's questioning, you know, the the way his superiors work, the way that the program was 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 done. You know, you can make the case that there's abuse on that level, you know, human rights abuses on in the Spartan program. Yeah. And and so what better way to show that he's having these real misgivings by kind of shedding off that stuff? It's not that he's going to get rid of it completely, but it's it's kind of symbolic that, you know what, the Master Chief helmet is what I was when I was with the UNSC. Okay. And so, then, and so now let's, this is kind of his awakening, sort of, so to speak. That's the way I saw this episode. Well, 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 the thing is that that's a little problematic for two reasons. Okay. The first reason is that I can understand, you know, using that as a device to show, you know, growth from, you know, with, with, with the helmet and the arm all representing UNSC and all that stuff. But you still you should have still given us more of Master Chief as part of the UNSC. I we agree. didn't get that. We got we, we got Master Chief against the UNSC from day one, episode one. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. isn't enough of that in there to okay. make us, you know, that I, kind that of I agree with make, make us feel like, OK, now I understand. And I and, and I agree with him wanting to get his armor and helmet off and shed that part of him. But yeah. the second reason that's problematic is because if this is the storyline, then 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 when he does go back to Master Chief Armor Helmet and the whole nine, um, the the armor and the helmet now represents the villain of the show. We wouldn't want him to be wearing that at all. Then you know, like but as I, far as an identity thing, you know what I mean. But I think I think what what will happen here is that it, he takes ownership of that. You know, his his identity is going to be changed because of the the you know the progress that he makes the the arc that he has and so you know right now for him everything that the UNSC stands for is built in with the armor and i think as this arc comes out he gets ownership and he takes that back he takes you know his you know his um agency back by saying yeah i wear your harm your armor I have my agenda and I have my my way of doing things. I have the honor that I feel that needs to be taken. And I think that's what's going to end up happening. You know, at least that's what I think. And again, we're only two episodes in. Yeah. But, and I'm not yeah. saying that this episode was the greatest e- either because there were some clunky moments. The dialogue still is not hitting where I think it should be. But I think it was a vast improvement from the first episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is a perfect episode by any stretch of the imagination because it's not. I mean, you know, but I think it's an improvement on what they started in the first episode. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I think I think it presents more problems. I don't think it's an improvement because it relates to the two problems that Wolfie just named. The first problem being that you have the first episode that he's against the UNSC right off the bat. And that creates the third problem in my mind is in, in which the UNSC is 
kind of the villain right now. They're almost as villainous as not the Covenant. Kind of. They're one hundred percent the villain. I, I don't. I have. I don't maybe not, not as feel much like the, the Covenant. Covenant the though, I don't even right? think the Covenants are, are yeah, villains. That's really, stuff, that's stuff that's been touched up upon in the lore of of Halo within the video games and the books. Also, yeah, but not, after maybe not as blatant and. As as it is, but those things were kind of there. Well, it's too soon no. though. It was that was also after yeah. like more than three games. I didn't remember that because I didn't play deep into like Reach and Four and all those games where they started to touch mm-hmm. upon this. And these are the elements of the story that apparently Halo fans didn't really like. So why would you and, lead with this elements of the story that Halo fans did not like in the most recent games? And I mean, the other thing too is that like, yeah, like they are they have villainous elements, but it just seems like the UNSC is the the top villain and the Covenant are secondary, which is you know, we know that there's like political issues in 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 the games and the stories and all that, mm-hmm. but they do they are generally they do play second fiddle to the Covenant as villains. This is. Well, I think. The, I think the coven is building towards that. I mean, they clearly are. in the second They're episode, still, you know, know <laughs> the whole the whole thing about you know they we got the sense of the rings, right? Yeah, and, no question and what about the it. rings can do and why the covenant is kind of look. They haven't really, you know, put a a, a you know a really fine point to it, but we kind of get the sense why the covenant wants ownership and yeah. and yeah. you know the ability to use the rings, right? <laughs> so. It's still that that still surpasses anything that the UNSC is doing at this point. I mean, they said they had if we like, get that, but they had the, the, the first episode where they showed them like murdering people. And I guess that's how they're trying to establish them as the main, main, main villain. Right. But they've been. Yeah, spending... but hold on. They, they counter that with well, the UNSC on, trying to no, murder no. A, 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 right, right. A, a girl. So but, it's like but it's not even just that. It's that. Like, to your point, they've been spending as much time with both of their wretched hives of scum and villainy, so to speak. They show, like, the the Covenant plotting just as much as they show the UNSC plotting in, like, these villainous ways, in, like, these ways to control and these ways to, like, take over Master Chief's pers- personality and, and make him even more of a slave. So, like, okay. they're making all of these moral distinctions kind of not work very well. And Wolfie said this very quickly. I just want to like mention he he talked about how it was bad storytelling to have certain characters do certain things without establishing them. I'm not necessarily of that camp, but when you establish a character as gray or a certain as as one one way or the other in the first episode, I think it puts the onus on you to start establishing the backstory relatively quickly even if it's not immediately you have to start getting to why these characters are that way and they didn't do that well you, you start you, well but you're starting to see it with the flashbacks right because you you see um john 117 early on he was never fully invested in the spartan program and you saw that with his treatment with soren 066 right mm-hmm. because he if he was as you say, the master chief that follows everything, Soren would have never gotten out of that camp. And so you you see kind of the underpin, underpinnings of, of Master Chief and his questioning of authority with the UNSC because from there, right then and there, if he was doing his duty as a soldier, he would have turned in Soren, regardless of the friendship that he had with him. That's more, and he did not do that. That's more UNSC. He allowed him, though. That's the problem. But, but And so to that point, you know, look at the Spartan program, and you you're gonna tell me that uh, a government that is virtuous would allow 
a, a Spartan program, the way that it's depicted, the way that it it runs in the video games and the comics, because, because remember, Soren is actually in the lore. Okay, he's in a short story, and in that one, because of the Spartan program in the books, he becomes disfigured and dismantled and dismembered because of the things that that he was put through as a Spartan, right? And and kind of a callback is the the pincer hand, right? That was the least of his disfigurement in the books. They chose to use that as the main thing in the in this show. Mm-hmm. But again, if you have a UNSC that in your case has to be virtuous, then the Spartan program never exists. Because what they're doing to these kids at an early age, and we don't know if they're taken or if they're grabbed from different, you know, wars or whatever. But what they're doing to these kids, making them into emotionless soldiers, that's not a virtuous government that does that. Mandalorian does it better. You know, so, you know, the, the whole thing that out. UNSC has to be virtuous and good, it doesn't fit in with the Spartan program, which in in essence is horrible if you think about it. Well, I mean, right. And, and and I agree with that. So the things that I the, the one of the main issues and I want to kind of go into some of the technical issues of the, of the episode as well. Sure. Um, but one of the main issues that I have is not so much the story elements, but how they're being delivered and introduced. That is the issue that I have with the first episode. That's the biggest issue that I have with the second episode. You know, like I understand the UNSC being bad guys or even the bad guys, but they need to be introduced as to not just why. I mean, we don't really have the why exactly, but if we kind of come from like, okay, this is what they're supposed to be. This is why they're the villains then we have a little bit more of that. If we have the same thing with Master Chief and taking the helmet off and taking the suit off, if we understand why he is he he identifies so much as Master Chief with the suit on, then it'll be a little bit more impactful when he yeah. sheds it. And, and, and I think I that there needs to be a points. little bit. Yeah, but I, I, we don't I get I do those agree with your points. I know, you and know? I do agree with your points, and that's why I say the show isn't perfect, but... Right. You know, I'm I'm willing to give it a chance because I see what they're trying to do, and we're only two episodes in, and so that's why I say I'm a little bit different from you guys because you guys are really ready to just like, you know, get this thing off the air, and and part of it not is exactly. maybe because I'm not saying I want it off the air. Well, but I mean, you know, oh well, he took off the helmet. Oh, he took off the armor. Oh, you know, th- those those are things that in my mind we really need to get past if we're ever going to enjoy the show you know okay. that that's all i'm saying like i said we have these issues hey, you, you know on the opposite yeah, jose's dying to jump to in something. here i need, I saying, need so. to back up wolfie on this one because i again i totally disagree i slipped in there like mandalorian did it better and here's what i mean in the mandalorian agree well, hold, on, let not me speak, man. hold on hold on yeah yeah i'm not hold I'm on sorry. so the mandalorian in, in the mandalorian they have his guild his his you know the armor and all of them they present them in more of as more of an ethical dilemma. I don't like the fact that this show is immediately trying to tell you who the, the heroes and the villains are. The Mandalorian in the Star Wars universe, where things are relatively black and white, has given us more of an ethical dilemma surrounding his like decisions to take off the helmet and the fact that they're kind of a, a hardcore religious sect, like the group mm-hmm. that he belongs to. It hasn't like totally like shoved it in our face. Like this is these are the bad guys. Like they shouldn't have made him this way. But it's a very similar vibe. 
and they've taken more time with it over the the last couple of seasons as opposed to doing it right off the bat here and that's what I that's what I think I have a problem with I'm not sure what what specifically like Wolfie and AJ's problem with it is in terms of other than like how you know Wolfie said how they present it in terms of storytelling my thing is it's rushed storytelling it's just like here's here's how they are and and again to Wolfie's point it they haven't taken the time to show us why they are this way yet. And and it's getting to the point disagree. where they can't they, they don't have much time left to do that. That's fine. And I'm not disagreeing with you on that point. I, I think mm-hmm. I, I have already said that. That yeah. I, I I think what's happening here and and it, it's it's tough because you know, as a show creator, you're you're trying to balance here. I think they're having a really tough time balancing between the story they want to tell. And the story they feel they need to tell because of the video game, you know, enthusiasts that love this property. And I think they're having a tough time also in terms of what you know of Halo, because there are points where it's like, well, you know what? We're going to tell you what Halo is for the newbies. But then there are other points within the show where it's like, well, you should have known this already. You know, so I I totally agree with you in, on that point that they're having a tough time in terms of how they want to tell the story. There is no question about that. You know, I just I, I think that we have to give it a little bit more time to kind of flesh it out, you know, sure. because maybe maybe during during the season, we get one of those flashback episodes like we've gotten in The Mandalorian and specifically in Boba Fett and Boba Fett, I think, is probably the better example of what halo is right now you know because boba fett kind of dove you into the character as it is and throughout the season we saw his progression to get to that point right and it took about what four or five episodes before the flashbacks stopped yeah and i think halo is kind of following that similar you know um textbook you know what i'm saying that they're giving you the point in time where we are now and throughout the season, we're going to get those flashbacks as to where it is. It's clunky. It's not great storytelling the way it is, but you know, it's been done in other places. Now you can say other places have done it better. I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not disagreeing with you on that point. You know, I think the storytelling is a little clunky. I think the dialogue is a little off. You know, I just think, the second episode is a little bit better than the first. I I, I want to ask AJ, AJ some questions, but just real quick, the like just on that final point, like the, I think, yeah, like I, w- I was trying to say before that, you know, Walt, you're kind of like, I think where I was in and when we were reviewing Boba Fett and everything, mm-hmm. right? I yeah, think that the, exactly. the one thing that Boba Fett did that's a little bit more justifiable is that what they were doing in how they showed how they presented Boba and did the uh, episode and everything is that they were answering questions that we've at least Boba Fett fans have had for, you know, for me, all of my existence over, yes. you know, the Boba Fett character 40 years, yeah. you know, we, yeah. that's why they did it because they have these questions that needed to be answered. However, there aren't any questions posed yet to be answered in halo and i think that's one of the issues that we have with it's it's like we're getting the answers before we get to even see the questions you know and i think that's that's an issue that's totally fair i did want to ask aj like a little bit more on his thoughts of the episode itself but one of the things i definitely want to hit is on the 
I, I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, but I actually feel like the CGI was worse in this episode than it was in the first episode. What? Personally, no. I thought. Uh, it it gives anybody anybody well in 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 the space and like the the cart traveling through the space it just felt like uh it, it gave me maybe not just a cgi but like the sets and stuff it just gave me like the cart oh, traveling through space was stupid i i will admit that it, but it was just like it looked like anybody ever saw the show firefly no i've I seen haven't. the movie i haven't i haven't touched you saw it. serenity so so yeah. so firefly is another kind of you know space sort of cowboy kind of thing mm-hmm. it just all kind of gave me it even gave me like late 90s star wars a uh, star star trek you know kind of set in cgi vibes and stuff or, or um, like the cowboy bebop live action show that we just got it was sort pretty of good technically like it looked good but it looked too clean and it, it just didn't move well i think yeah i right? just thought that some of the stuff didn't look great i also really really don't understand why we're getting commercial breaks Yes. On a streaming uh, freaking Paramount Plus. Yeah. Well, you you have to. There's two. Um, there's two levels. You can. Yeah. There's two memberships. There's one with ads. That's the cheaper one, and then there's one without it's ads. The Hulu. I guess, but oh, it's yeah. like yeah, it's, it's, it's like even it's even if you have yeah right. even if you have the premium one like they're they're building in like these like cuts of blacks and then like a whole like second before you see the next scene i guess they're doing it for those ads then i don't know it's it's i I heard the the first episode is available on youtube for free wow Mm, okay so anyway aj thoughts impressions and then you know any any anything that you want to mention regarding it before we wrap up the again my biggest i guess the toughest pill was the armor thing but i think i can Learn to grow past that. No, it's gonna be very difficult, but like it's still massively uncomfortable for me. I, I have to just say that it's uncomfortable, but barring that, um, it was weird seeing so apparently all the prophets do know about uh, what's her name, Maki, Maki. And the power dynamic also looks a little weird right now. But again, I get that this is a little different because it to me looks like with the way they were talking in that room that she kind of she kind of talks over the prophets, which is weird because they normally don't tolerate that kind of stuff. I think she's in a, a unique position of power because yeah, well, yeah, they cause... need her more than she needs them. You know, she is the quote unquote blessed one, right? Yeah. So, and um, like, like I'm I'm surprised I didn't hear more out of truth. Like you you saw, I mean I'm figuring that was truth and regret there, but I don't think I ever saw their names formally pop up. Yeah, the only one just mercy. Yeah, that was a little weird to me, but I guess new power dynamic for now. Um, and I the the only other thing, well, no, there's there's a couple other things, but like, um, it's interesting how not just any human can use Forerunner tech anymore. Apparently, you have to be a little more than. And I I have a a little bit of a theory on that. I I actually think McKee was at one point in the Spartan program. 
I don't think so. You know, it, it just seems that seems because with the Spartan program, they're kind of changing DNA and genes. Mm, and you see yeah. that you see that John one one seven has the ability also. He is also a quote unquote blessed one. I it's I just think a, it's a something shot else. in the dark, but you know. I, I think actually it trends along a kind of throwaway line from three four three guilty spark in Halo Three. Because there was, at least the way I interpreted it, some hint to Master Chief somehow, some way, actually being partially descended from the Forerunners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they're that, doing. Yeah. That's another yeah. thing also. So royal I blood. Think, I think they even mentioned it in the show. Like, they, like I think McKee or I think McKee has said royal blood or something like that. Somebody said it. I felt like somebody said it. I will say this. Um, if the show does this, then I, I am over it. That they find a way to make McKee and John One One Seven related somehow. Oh no, please! If no. that happens, then that will be unforgivable. No, forget about it. This is Alpha and Omega. That, yeah, that <laughs> this that is Alpha be, and Omega one hundred percent. That would Stop, be no. lazy uh, storytelling of the utmost Listen, degree. They already you know? foreshadowed it by showing the montage of McKee. You know, and and while they were talking and referencing John and and the whole blessed one and all that stuff and like the connection and all that, that is one hundred percent that that's what it is. I can guarantee it because this character is not in Halo. They created it just for this, right? You know, yeah, I would I would hate that to happen. You know, there's absolutely no question about it. Anyway, but like, so that that's a thing. Um. I like the interaction between Chief and that old guy, the the dude in the cell. I forget his name. Oh, the the one that was kind of cuckoo but lucid when he was talking about covenant covenant stuff. Yeah, like I like how <laughs> what to them seems crazy. He, if you actually know what you know about Halo, there was nary a word he said where he wasn't actually crazy. It just seems crazy to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, oh, there's one more thing that I want to talk about. I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah, that um, the interaction with Soren was okay. I mean, thank God they found a place for Quan. Now we don't have to have uh, a stray in tow, yeah, so was, to speak. She was sidelined for most of the episode here, so. So now yeah. we can just have Master Chief singular doing Master Chief things without worrying about, oh, no, I have to save the kid. Well, you know, I, I found it interesting that, you know, Master Chief is on the run, right? But once once he found out about, you know, the plans that the Covenant has in, in terms of the rings, his first instinct is to run back to Halsey. Well, you know, it kind of makes sense. I think, I think it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you, you're never you can never run away from home all that much. Right. I guess I also don't necessarily like how they portrayed that whole interaction that really felt like a, you know, a, a mom and son. Like, I felt like they portrayed Master Chief as a mama's boy, sort of. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think that's, that's that, that was kind of the essence I, I, of the spark. I yeah. do understand that. I understand it. I understand that. But just in in his like facial expressions and everything, like you know, I just I don't know. 
Like I understand see, the correlation between you know how the program and whatnot. You would not get that if he had the helmet on. I don't know if I want that out of that character. But I think that's that's important because you know what? He always kind of runs back to the thing that he knows. I and guess, in this but case, that's none of him this going back like to housing, Master right? Chief. It just doesn't feel like John one one seven. You know, like Except if you have kind of. Sorry, go go on. Oh no, I, I was just saying that, like you know, like. Like, even if these were the things, this is not the character or the characteristics of the character in the games and the books and so on and so forth. I don't think so. Just because we have we those elements are there. I'm not questioning that. But as far as characteristics go, I don't think that that's there. I tend to disagree because in Halo 4, he made a very, very concerted effort to to meet up with Dr. Halsey again. And yeah. she has that child relationship with Chief, so that's not unfounded, even yes, in the game. But we never, but but we never saw like the characteristic of someone that like just felt so vulnerable under, like by, like yeah, by Halsey. That wasn't a characteristic of Master Chief, you know, like like. It was though. Kind I, 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 I didn't get that. I'm saying, I'm not, again, I'm not, there's, to me, there's a difference between the relationship between two people and the characteristics of how someone represents that relationship. You know, like, I, I just didn't feel like there was a, you know, I'm vulnerable. I need to, you know, you know, succumb to my emotions, you know, because Halsey's my, you know, full mom or whatever. Um, but there's one more thing, and, and and we do have to kind of start wrapping it up. But I really hate how they're introducing Cortana. And this this goes to my overall thing with, with the introduction. It's that I know that we, we, we all know, well, at least Halo people, we know that Cortana is not all that she seems, you know. Um, but when it's being introduced on the show now from the very get we know she's a villain now it's it, she's 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 you know representing the bad guys from the get i apologize about that but you know there's always all these sirens over here in brooklyn you know so <laughs> um i didn't realize that it was my mic they're but, coming to get you yeah but i i just didn't think that i just don't like that they're you know bringing us basically to the middle part the middle section of the cortana storyline but I don't Bad think we guy. know. Well, I, I never got that. Yeah, I don't think we know what Cortana is just yet. You know, um, we we're getting a weird well, introduction. I do agree that, you know, it's it's weird how they're they're going about introducing Cortana. But you know, we we've already established that the Spartan program isn't a hundred percent viable, right? Mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. there there are outliers. We've already seen two of two examples of that mm-hmm. with Soren zero six six and John one one seven, right? So there's there's nothing to suggest that the same thing might happen to Cortana, especially given the fact that she is, quote unquote, new technology. You well, know? I mean, so, I mean, I mean, in the sense that, like, you know, she's representing the UNSC's interest. Right. So, like, the whole, you know, for now, for now. Yeah, for now. But that's how, that's yeah. not how Cortana was introduced to us. Before. I know, but this is different. And that is and my think, issue. And, and, Why does it have to be different when it was good already? Because you don't want to retell the same story, and and again, but you, but you, the 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 story that was told in the video games is probably not well adapted over to live live action that way, you know. And and that when you're a tank, you're you're running around in first person, 
And yeah, there are cutscenes, but you know, you're not dealing with the emotional weight that the character has. Basically, all you're doing there is to save the world. So again, I think we're in that, I, that weird space I, again, again I, where I it's have... like we're trying to compare the series too much to the video games when you know the 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 showrunner is kind of signaling to you you're not going to get that i understand you know? that but that's i think one i really think that that's you know an error and two i think that there that that the uh, argument that like oh it doesn't translate well to film or tv um is 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 wrong because i would just point to jarvis and iron man it never you know before jarvis became you know vision essentially uh we never you know we, there's a character there that we got for three films where we have you know an emotional connection to tony stark and vice versa but we've never seen a face or a figure at all behind jarvis and but that's I... what like like so so just because we 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 didn't have like cutscenes in the game and stuff like that that's not where we got the character we got the character through the voice and even if we never saw cortana in figure we mm -hmm. would still have the connection and relationship between Cortana and Master Chief through their conversation and their dialogue. I, and I will just say this. Um, I, I think it's a little bit different when you're talking about comic book movies because comic books lend themselves better to adaptations because they're a, they're a narrative-driven medium, right? Um, and especially with Marvel, there are so many stories that you can pull from that you can kind of mesh them together. I mean, Civil War is a perfect example. Um, the other point that I would make is that, you know, people have tried to do video game adaptations in various different ways. And for the most part, they've all failed. You know, I understand. Um, but that's, but, kind but of, that's kind of like a, the standing notion when you're adapting a video game property. Sure. You're probably going like to fail if you try and stay too close to the material in the video games. I, I I tend to, to disagree, but I don't like I think that we'll disagree forever then because, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, you know, the way that I look at it is like I think that a lot of video game adaptations don't work because they've, they've you know, either they try too hard to stay close to the game, but don't have the budget for it or they stray too far from it and it just doesn't connect. And that's kind of where right. I feel like Halo is because there's elements. If you just make this Mandalorian with Jarvis in the helmet, then you have Master Chief with Cortana and all those elements. And then I think it would have been still a great story to be told in a way that that introduces it to new fans as well as honor all the old ones. Anyway. So let me ask this question to the group to kind of wrap this one up. Um, are you still on board with Halo, the TV series, or are you getting ready to jump ship? I'm still with it. I mean, I'm not dismissing it out of hand yet. Like, you can't really totally do that. There's problems that I'm really getting concerned about. Uh, again, not as a huge fan of the games, but as a fan of the games. And I think, to, to bring both of y'all points together about changing the story, I think they're changing it too much you want to adapt it in a way that makes sense but i think that they're changing a whole lot that fans are love and are familiar with um and they haven't given us good reasons for it yet maybe they will um oh go ahead well i was gonna say i'm a glenn for punishment so i'm probably not gonna stray away from it or anything like that um i do i i do believe in 
everything having at least one chance to be redeemed and the final episode will always be its last chance to get redeemed right um as as that's how i felt about some of the stuff on the boba fett series itself um but i'm a huge halo fan huge halo fan um and i didn't even pay attention to when this second episode was released and i saw it last night and i had to rewind three or four times because i was dozing off and falling asleep on it so it was a slow episode it was just yeah and it's halo it should be slow oh my god it kills me it kills my brain but yeah i'm not giving up on it you know which sucks because i guarantee you paramount knows that and they're like, yeah, well, that's actually probably what they're banking on. They're probably like, all right, well, the Halo fans, it doesn't matter how bad it is. They've been wanting this for 20 years. They're going to watch it anyway. So let's just do whatever we want for, that works better for these people that aren't Halo fans. <sighs> yeah. Okay. AJ? I am prepared to swallow as many tough pills as is necessary. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, we're in the same club. It looks like. Oh, I I still need to see where exactly this all goes. Even though I have a pretty good idea of where it's gonna go, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm really trying to keep a positive outlook and be open and receptive. To what is being presented. So I will stay, of course. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I think you guys probably know me as being pretty open-minded, right? Yeah, um, for almost sure. To a, almost to a fault sometimes. <laughs> You're definitely faulting right now. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, 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 like I said, I agree with uh, uh, some of the things that you said in terms of the story. Um, it, it can be clunky and stuff. But I'm, I'm willing to give it a chance. Just the same way that I was willing to give Boba Fett a chance. And Boba Fett, I had, like I said, like you had said before, Gabe, you and I are kind of reversing roles yeah. on this series yeah. because you were all in on Boba Fett and I wasn't, but I was willing to give it a chance. And so I'm now more on your side the way you were with Boba yeah. Fett, where it's like, you know what? There are things that I understand are problematic and wrong with, with the episodes so far, those two episodes that we have. But I'm, I'm open enough to willing to be willing to give it a chance because I am a little intrigued to see where they take this, you know, um, because it's not the same character that we've seen. And so I want to see what the vision of the, of the showrunner is here, you know? And so for that reason alone, I, you know, I'll watch it again, you know, I'll continue to watch it obviously. And there's a second season, so we're probably going to do that also. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm like I said, I'm sufficiently intrigued to see what they do with the character. Um, and I know, you know, for a lot of Halo purists, it doesn't work. <laughs> but I'll give it a chance, you know, because I'm like that. All right. I think that that does it for us. Pretty cool discussion, I think. PlayStation, Xbox's response, um, Moon Knight and Halo. Go watch Moon Knight, man. I will as soon as I can, probably on the flight to Florida. There you go. There you go. There. Um, but anyways, get some sleep. 
<laughs> what, what's the line? I'll sleep when I'm dead. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Jose, call sign. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, quick reminders for everybody: please, 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 like, rate, share, and subscribe on all your favorite social media platforms. Uh, Get Geek everywhere. You can find us at Get Geek Podcast uh, at Instagram and all Facebook, everything, just about everything, y'all. browse your social medias with and please uh give us a review on all of your favorite podcast platforms you can find us on all of them and if you give us a review on apple Podcasts, i would really 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 be appreciated uh thanks y'all for the wonderful discussion today and there's nothing left to say for now but stay geeky my friends peace i mean hello